Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Well, this is the Money Night Podcast. He is Wade Chessman, certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor, the president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. We are here today to talk about tax planning. I'm Ben George, and I'm glad to have you here. I, you know, taxes, Wade, aren't always the most exciting conversation that what people are going to hear. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe for you. Maybe, maybe you, you'd love well, it. Well, but... Sean would tell you it is. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm quite the same level as Sean Phillips here in our office who, yeah. you know, it's my go-to guy for this kind of stuff, but <laughs> I, I kind of like what it does. I don't always necessarily love all the details that go into it, but yes. Yeah, let's not get carried away here, Ben. Yeah, it's not. I mean, listen, you're not tuning into tax planning to just to be completely entertained. Although we hope to entertain you along the way, but there's some very valuable information here, and and really want to kind of talk about tax planning and, and why it's so important to your process of retirement planning, and then how you kind of integrate that weight into the process that you use every day with your clients at Chessman Well. So that's the goal for today. And I know when this uh, episode comes out, we'll be pretty close to Thanksgiving as well. Can't hard to believe it's already the holiday season, but. You got any big plans this year for Thanksgiving? Well, I wouldn't call them big plans, but we're planning on going to Georgetown, Texas, where my parents live and meeting up there, my brother and his kids. I don't know. He's got five kids. I don't know if all five will get there. He's got uh, one that's married and he's got one that's like eight. So he's got all ages all across his house, the board. but I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, as many of them as I can. Shout out Tucky T, my little nephew. So it'll be fun. <laughs> I've never heard of Georgetown, Texas, but I looked it up on the map. It's just right outside of Austin. Huh? Yeah, it's right outside of Austin. It used to be like, a, you know, the the motto for Austin is, you know, keep Austin weird. Yeah. The motto for Georgetown was keep Georgetown normal. <laughs> but what's happening is with all the growth, you're seeing Austin kind of creep in. And Georgetown, I think since my parents have been there, they, they live in Sun City, which is a semi, you know, like a retirement type situation mm-hmm. where everybody in there's 55 and above or something, but it's like doubled in size. So it's still not near as weird as Austin, but you know, if we're not careful that some of those, you know, cause Austin's a little bit different. I don't know if you've been yeah. there, but yeah, they go to the beat of a different drummer. Right. And I was going to say, like looking at the map, probably 20 years ago, Georgetown probably had quite a bit of separation from Austin, but yeah, as you did. said, like it, it almost is becoming just one of the suburbs of Austin almost. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not quite that way, but it, it's definitely getting there. It's just a lot of people moving. Quit, yeah. Tell those people from California to quit coming here. <laughs> well, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, I want to say thanks to everyone that listens to the podcast and is tuned in this year or anytime. And we appreciate all the support. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. We're on every major podcasting platform. So we do appreciate everyone that is tuned in along the way. Well, today is tax planning talk, Wade. And, you know, End of the year, I know it's, it kind of comes up a little bit more, but right. tax planning is an important thing year-round, though, right? It's it's part of what you do all the time. Right. Sometimes people don't think about that or don't understand or don't realize that's part of our what we do. We offer tax planning. You think about our process, right? The Smart Choices Wealth Management Solution. And people come in. We do the discovery meeting. We do the Smart Choices Strategy meeting, mutual commitment, 45-day review, progress monitoring. Well, part of the Smart Choices Wealth Management Solution is advanced planning. And if you recall, the way we do that, once a quarter, we bring in a team 
of different professionals, estate planning attorney, CPA, insurance specialist, different people. We'll go around the room. We brainstorm about our client situation, of course, anonymously. One area that we we talk about is wealth enhancement. What does that mean? It means helping you grow your wealth in the most efficient way possible. And taxes are a big part of it. And unfortunately, with the level of spending that we're on, whether you're a you know, Democrat, Republican, independent, they're all spending money like crazy. Yep. And eventually we got to pay for it. One of the ways they're already talking about for next year, it changes every day. Who knows what's going to end up being, but it's taxes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to think about that. Now, here's the difference. You know, if you go talk to your CPA, and I've got some great CPAs that we work with, their focus is getting your return done helping you save taxes for the most part, you know, help look for ways to save taxes in the current year. Right. But what their focus is not necessarily, nor do they have the time to be honest, is thinking about taxes today and in the future. It's not just what you pay today. It's what may come about in the future. So part of tax planning is trying to look out toward the future and look for ways that may help you not only today, but in the future. What people tend to do is be short-sighted about today, not thinking about the future. Because most of the people I talk to, if I ask you, do you think taxes are going up or down or staying the same in the future? Nine times out of 10, people think, well, they're probably going to go up. And if that's the case, we need to start thinking about it. So that's what we we mean when we talk about tax planning. And I think too, I think it's good to explain that because I think a lot of people might believe that when you hear tax planning, you might just think, okay, I got to get my taxes prepared for right. next year, right? But as you as you pointed out, it's not just about, hey, what, what do my taxes look like for next April? It's about what does this mean for me next year and 10 years and 30 years even? Exactly. I mean, it's not just tax planning is not just doing your taxes. It's planning, looking for opportunities to help reduce taxes today and in the future. So it may be things like deductions that you can take today. It may be, for example, this year is the last year that you can write off for cash donations 100% of your adjusted gross income. So that may be a tax planning opportunity. We had somebody in here the other day and we took their, uh, we looked at their tax return from last year and we did some planning for 2021. And we looked at, hey, if you, what would be the impact of your tax return this year, if you did this, if you did that, that type of thing. So there is things you can do mm-hmm. that will help you today, but there's also things you might consider doing that will help you in the future. So for example, Roth conversions. Uh, let's say that you have a lower income in 2021 and you think that maybe you had some high medical expenses. Maybe you didn't work the entire year. Maybe you retired, who knows? Sometimes maybe you have a spouse that passes away and this is the final year that you're going to be able to file jointly. Those may be opportunities to consider doing some additional planning. Again, may not help you so much this year, but it may help you well into the future. I've talked about this a lot, Ben. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people come in and they've got RMDs, required minimum distributions that are coming down the pike, maybe five years, maybe 10 years from now. And if you do the math, they look pretty daunting. But if you're smart and you think about it, you might be able to do some things today that will reduce that impact in the future. 
Yeah, and I know you know as we, we're recording this towards the end of the year, so I know you're kind of currently in that mode of right, uh, working with clients, right. right? I mean, is this? I know you do it all year round, but how important is tax planning towards the end of the year? Is there, is there a lot of things that you can be considering? I mean, I think it's important all year long, but of course, by the at the end of the year, it's a little bit more top of mind. Plus, the reason that we focus on it more to the end of the year is we have a better sense of what's transpired throughout the year, right? We pretty much know by this point. Most of what your capital gains may look like, income, you know, most of that stuff we have a pretty good idea on. So the reason we do a lot of this at the end of the year is because it helps us understand kind of what the year is going to look like. But some of the planning we do has really nothing to do with this year so much. It's really more looking into the future. But even the things that you do to help reduce taxes in the future, you have to understand what's going on currently to make those decisions. So that's why a lot of the things that we do come toward the end of the year. But we can talk about concepts throughout the entire year, but sometimes we don't act on those until we have a really good handle on what's going on. Sometimes in the middle of the year, we kind of know what's going on and we can do it. But a lot of times we have to wait and see you know, what's going to happen. Can you specifically talk about some of those opportunities that, that people might have towards the end of the year? I know you mentioned Roth conversions. Yeah, like so, that. okay, uh, tax loss selling. Okay. Maybe you've got some positions in your portfolio that have diminished this year, although it's getting tougher with the market the way it's been. But maybe you uh, have a position that you could sell and realize a loss and you can harvest that loss for future gains. Maybe there's some um, opportunity to do some additional contributions charitable wise, like I was talking about earlier, that would have a huge impact on your return. You know, it would really get a lot of bang for your buck. You know, obviously you don't want to give away a dollar to save 30 cents, but if you're charitably minded anyway, you know, if that's part of your, who you are and part of what you do, which most of our clients tend to be that way, then there's some things you can do to maximize your giving and maximize the deduction allowed under law. So those are just a couple of things that we look at, you know, Roth conversions is a good one, but you have to be careful about those because, you know, you don't want to push yourself into maybe the next tax bracket. Potentially, you have to make sure that you don't, you want to be careful that you don't unnecessarily push your income high enough where you have to pay additional Medicare premiums. There's all kinds of things to look at. It's not just as simple as as it sounds. You've got to understand all the moving parts. And that's where the planning part of it comes in. I know it's going to depend on, you know, every individual, but when we hear about the importance of tax planning, right? I mean, I kind of, you have an idea and you explain it well, but from an actual bottom line, perspective, like how significant can it be over time when you get to retirement? It can be really significant, especially when you think about, you know, if you're really smart, let's say that you're 65 years old, you're retired now, you decided to delay social security, you got this five-year window or seven-year window before you have to start taking required minimum distributions. You know, you can make a significant dent in how much you're going to be required to take out possibly over that time period through the use of effective conversion strategy. So that's just one example, but it can make a huge impact. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to, for example, maybe you have a, a big, you know, you have a charitable uh, intent, but maybe it makes more sense to delay that charitable intent till January when you know some big tax event's going to happen in your life. So, you know, maybe you're contemplating selling one of your rental properties but that's not going to close until January. Well, why not just delay that charitable gift until January to give you the most bang for buck? Because it's just things like that. Just thinking it through 
rather than just acting on things without thought, is just put them in context of your overall situation. So it just kind of goes back to the holistic side of things. Well, that's good stuff. And it's important to talk about a no end of year. It's something that uh, you might want to be thinking about now, but also, as we've talked about, it's something you can be having a conversation about throughout the year and, and kind of getting ahead on. And no matter if it's something you haven't done yet, right? I mean, if even if you haven't done a lot of tax planning with your finances, you know, it's always a good time, right? Wade? And I would imagine since you talked about the tax rates going up, I mean, now is, is as good a time as any. It might be the best time in your lifetime to actually do this tax planning. Could be. We, you know, we don't know at the time of this recording, you know, what taxes are going to look like next year. One day it's one thing, the next day it's another. <laughs> yeah. But you just have to go with the information that you have. I just think in general, in the future, we'll probably see more taxes, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, either way, you want to sit down with uh, a financial advisor. If you want to sit down with Wade, he is a certified financial planner. He can help you with this. His team at Chessman Wealth do this all the time with their clients, so they're happy to to assist you as well. But uh, the best place to get started is online at ChessmanWealth.com and uh, and get started there. We have all the podcasts there, plenty of other resources there, including some tax resources for you if you're looking for more. And we do have a couple of questions, Wade, to kind of tie okay. into our conversation today. On the podcast, I want to start up with uh, with one about taxes specifically. I like this one, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this, especially as they get close to retirement or in retirement, and they start pulling money out of their their retirement accounts. But this question came in from from Bob. He said, "How can I get out of paying taxes on the money in my IRAs and 401ks?" Well, Bob, boy, I wish we could do that, right? Uh, one thing you could do is die and just leave it all to your kids and let them pay it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we want to go necessarily that. Now, there are some things you can do, maybe not to eliminate it, but to certainly reduce it. Now, we have had situations where people have been able to pull money out of their IRAs without taxation. For example, if you find yourself, let's say like my grandmother, who's in a nursing home and has a lot of medical expenses that are deemed um, deductible for tax purposes, it's very possible that she could find herself in a negative tax, negative income situation because her medical expenses are so high as a percentage of her adjusted gross income. Therefore, theoretically, we could pull money out of her IRA at no tax. And we've been able to do that for people. Uh, people that have done a significant charitable gift in one particular year you know, it made sense to generate additional IRA withdrawals and pay little or no taxes. Um, if you happen to find yourself in a low bracket for whatever reason, you might not be able to get your money out of your IRA at no tax, but you could certainly take it out at a much lower rate. Of course, when you turn 70 and a half, there is the qualified charitable distribution, which allows you to give up to $100,000 to charities out of your IRA. And that's a way to get money out of your IRA tax-free. So, or no tax. So there are things you can do. Very difficult to eliminate all of it, but there's there are some things you can do from occasionally that will help either eliminate or reduce the amount of taxes you pay on your IRAs. But eventually, you know, the government wants the money. They want to get their part of it. It is tax deferred. It's not tax free. So the tax man will cometh and he will want his money. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the, the definites in life, right? You're going to be yeah, paying those that's taxes. Right. That's right. Uh, one more question for you, Wade. This one uh, comes in from Fred. He says, uh, he's asked about catch-up contributions. Um, okay. And, you know, is there an ability to catch up as I'm getting close to retirement and uh, and build up my 401k because I feel I'm a little behind? 
Yeah, when you turn 50, you've got an opportunity to put more money in your 401k, your IRA, and that's a great opportunity just to take advantage of usually what's considered higher income years and put more money in those plans. The other one that we, we've talked about this before on the podcast a lot, Ben, is the health savings account. And that catch up comes in at 55. And so there's an opportunity on your health savings account to put more money in that too. It's not the same age, but just remember, just as a recap, the HSA, it's the tax trifecta, right? Um, you can put money tax-free in, tax-free growth, and tax-free withdrawals as long as you use it for healthcare expenses, which guess where a lot of your healthcare expenses come? That's in retirement. So there's a catch-up available for that as well at age 55. So yeah, take advantage of those catch-ups. You know, that's one good thing. You can have a 50 year. I didn't get to have my 50 year old birthday party because during COVID, I wanted to hire a band and everything, but at least I got to make some catch up contributions. That was my one solace. <laughs> hey, you got to spend it. Got to find the silver lining, right? I guess. You know, we're all that's doing pretty, that. That's, COVID. that's searching pretty hard to find yeah. one. But. Yeah. No question. Well, hopefully you get to enjoy away once we are fully out of, uh, out of this pandemic. Which, yeah, we'll you know, see. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's not too far off. Mm-hmm. Well, tax planning again, want to just remind you that it is an important part of the planning process and Chessman Wealth can help you with that. So please reach out to Wade and his team to, uh, to begin working on your tax planning strategies for your retirement. All right, Wade, we'll close it out on that note. Encourage everyone to subscribe to the podcast. We have a couple every month. Wade, enjoyed this one and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.